It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this December 22nd edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the show, our final show of the year, Colin. Yeah. Next time we're doing this, it will be in 2024. Christmas is right around the corner. A lot to be excited about on that end of things. Of course, we are off next week due to the Christmas holiday and New Year's, so we will be returning on January 2nd, so it will be a little bit before we have our next show, which means that we have a pretty busy show here today. Uh, 12.30, we're going to be joined by the head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, boys basketball team Dave Rogers. We'll have him on to discuss uh, the team so far this season. The Bulldogs, I believe, are 2-0. and And uh, we're going to talk, of course, about the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic, which happens every year around this time, 28th, 29th this year. So looking forward to that. And we'll get a look at Martinsburg and Washington during those games. And then later on in the show, we're going to have a fun segment, <clears throat> have our Christmas, New Year's hot takes. We didn't do Hot Take Tuesday because we wanted, to we wanted to do it on Friday. Christmas, yeah. Yeah, and we wanted Dylan to be here. Dylan, though, didn't end up being here. So it kind of just didn't happen. But Hot Take Friday still works. Fresh Take Friday? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. But that doesn't matter what we call it. WVU football, NFL football as well on the show today. But we're starting... The show with West Virginia High School basketball, as we have been really for the last few weeks, and we probably will continue with that until uh, the EPAC season is over. And Colin, last night we had Martinsburg girls basketball. They get a win over Broadford and Christian Academy, 53-23. to Pretty much what you expected from the Bulldogs, especially in that second half. First half was a little shaky. Second half, much better, though, for Martinsburg. Yeah. Also, our show brought to you by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, family-owned, full-service funeral home, proudly serving the area since 1880. And I agree with you. A slow first half allowed uh, Broad Ford and Christian to kind of stay pace with Martinsburg. Just sloppiness when it came to passing and just the way the offense, it seemed like, was run. A lot of unnecessary threes. But once they finally worked it down low, spread out the defense of Broadford and Christian, was able to force some turnovers, get some transition offense. That's where the Bulldogs eventually took control and were able to pull away from the Lions, get that 30-point win. Good over there. Yeah. Lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Thinking of those Christmas cookies later. (laughs) That's what it is. That could be it, yeah. Maybe that could be a hot take. You got Christmas hot takes cookie? about cookies? I don't know. Just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, I have a few, but cookies I haven't thought of for any of them. But back to the game. Big game for Cadence Brandley. She was our player of the game last night. 15 points from her. So definitely some improvement on the offensive end from what we saw last time against Petersburg, where I believe she was... Uh, at five points, I think, only in that game. I have to go back and check that. Yes, but I believe that's All good. in all, a good win for them. Still definitely need to improve in some areas of the game. There was definitely still a lot of sloppiness 
throughout that game that made it tough. But a win's a win, and it's a big win. Yeah, I mean, they needed a win because they had fallen to one and two, kind of had a few uh, tough games. So, you know, Martinsburg girls, I think they definitely have a lot of things that jump off the paper to you. One, the height and the and the length, that stands out right away. They have athleticism. You know, they have the ability to get to the basket at times. It's just not always making shots or great shot selection, I think, for this team. So if they can kind of figure some of that stuff out, maybe cut down the rotation a little bit, get a little bit more of a rhythm to the substitution pattern. Martinsburg, I think, can compete with all the teams around here this year. But, you know, it's so early in the year, it's hard to tell, especially on the girls' side, I feel like, because there's been so much turnover from last year to this year. Who's going to be that team? You could argue that Musselman's looked the best, but we know the talent at Washington is pretty high, and they've played a tough schedule. Martinsburg has some talent as well, so I think there's a lot still to be determined about this EPAC. Hedgesville's kind of a wild card because they're blowing teams out, but how good are the teams they're playing? I think things are going to be very interesting. Uh, it looks like Jefferson and Spring Mills might struggle this year, but we know the history of those programs, and you never know. They could turn it around. So I, I'm intrigued um, to see how the girls' basketball season plays out. But at least throughout the current part of the uh, season and the non-conference, I feel like Musselman's been the most impressive. Um, but we'll still have to see how these other teams develop as the season goes on. Yeah, and you got to still throw in Washington in the mix. Right, still they have the a talent. good bit back, and they were one of the two teams to make it to states last year. So. Yeah, Washington's definitely right there. I, I mean, I think, but record-wise and just overall impressiveness, it seems yes. like the Applemen have been kind of the team on the girls' side uh, so far. Um, let's move forward now with West Virginia High School boys basketball. Speaking of Musselman, the Musselman boys basketball team beats Broadford in Christian Academy 76-28. That's to be expected. Jefferson wins over North County 76-50. to Kind of interesting there that both boys' teams were in action and both scored the same amount of points. Yeah, I mean, we expected both of those teams to take care of business, though. Yeah, I think so. Nothing and too surprising. Nothing too surprising with those scores. Um, what about on the boys' side? Because we kind of said that Musselman girls won the, the non-conference stretch so far. I mean, non-conference isn't completely over. Uh, there'll still be some throwing games here and there, but for the most part, we're going to head into conference play once we hit January, Colin. So, I mean, all teams are off to a fantastic yeah, start. Yeah, but do you have one that maybe has stood out to you the most? I mean, Jefferson's still Jefferson, even though right. we haven't got to see them. They're still undefeated, playing very well. Musselman's definitely improved since that first game that we saw them, it looks like, especially on the offensive end. Spring Mills, I think, is as advertised. Hedgesville definitely has kind of downplayed itself, I feel like, because coaches always said, yeah, we might not be the most talented team because of how many people they lost from last year, but you've definitely seen a lot of people step up and really shine. I thought the ball movement was absolutely beautiful at times, putting on a fundamental clinic in that win against St. James. And then Washington, I mean, I think, I know you'll probably say that's the most impressive because of where they have been for the past yeah. decade. I mean, they never started with, I believe, what, it was 4-0 since 2013. Yeah. And then we haven't seen Martinsburg once we do next week. 
I'd have a better answer because of the past two years for them not being what Martinsburg traditionally is. Yeah, I mean, they're coming off of their first losing season under Coach Rogers. They're kind of unknown still. I think they have talent. I would agree with you in terms of the fact that everybody's been impressive. Everybody's winning games. So I don't know if there is a most impressive. I think Washington was the biggest surprise. But in terms of most impressive, I mean, you know how good Jefferson is going to be. I think... I would argue for maybe Spring Mills, but you know the Jefferson's played a few more games than them, um, so we haven't seen everybody. First of all, so it's kind of tough to to judge. But I guess based off the resume, it's probably between Jefferson and Spring Mills right now. But I still like like all of these teams to be very competitive with each other, and I I still like 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 I said a few weeks ago, I think Washington's that sleeper team. But this is like a very rare year where all six teams are clearly pretty close. And I'm not sure, like we say it every year, that every team can beat every team because it's the EPAC, because it's rivalry matchups, because they're all well coached. But this year it's actually true, it seems like. Because yeah, the talent I'm is so to remember spread which poll it was that I saw for boys basketball just to show how good a lot of people think that these teams are going to be this year and yes it's still early in the season we get that but the coaches poll that comes out every week top 10 i'm counting four of the six schools from the epac in the top 10 in the state spring mills is number two jefferson's number four musselman's number eight martinsburg's number nine according to the coaches poll for class 4a I mean, Which leaves out Hedgesville, who's still off to a good start. I mean, other than the lost idea. Yeah. And then Washington, who is also doing very well. Could we see those two in there down the road? I think that's tough to get more than I mean, four. I'm not saying all six in the ten. That'd be yeah. insane. But I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. At some point, they could rotate their yeah. way in. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think it's very open. There's a lot of talent. And every team has, you know, two or three guys that you can point out and you say, okay, that kid, not only is he talented, but I think he could play, you know, D2, D3 basketball and be really good. Um, maybe even D1 for some of them. And in years past, we didn't really have, like, legitimate guys that you could see playing at the next level on every team. So that's the first thing that stands out to me. And I think that leads to a brand new level of competition. Um, and what's tough is like, I want to see how good these teams are compared to the rest of the state. You know, where too. are they competing with the Morgantowns? Because Morgantown is the team. Uh, they, I mean, they've been the program the last two years until somebody knocks them off. It's kind of like Martinsburg football. Like, do you really see somebody beating them? But they've had to have lost, you know, a little bit, right? I mean, they lost the kid that's at Shepherd now and, and Birdie Davis, but it seems like they're just kind of, uh, reloading more so than, losing too much from year to year so you know we'll see uh i know a few of them have morgantown on the schedule so that yeah, should I mean, be interesting martinsburg and spring mills and spring mills plays them in eight days so yeah Mar- and spring mills is in action today that i think they got logan so. yes they do should be a win you would think but always a, a solid program there in logan yeah it's a team that as you said you want to see how they do around the area so there's another opportunity 
So let's take a break. On the other side of this break, we'll talk a little bit about WVU football as the uh, Mountaineers Bowl game is coming up. We won't have a show in between now and then, so we wanted to touch on it a little bit deeper than what we did earlier, and we'll talk a little bit about the NFL. This is the Sports Mix here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This segment brought to you by Parsons Ford of Martinsburg at 1400 Shepherdstown Road and online to ParsonsFord.com. They became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. You're a monster. Now, back to the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Happy Christmas, Kilko. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. We welcome you back to the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin here on the show. Colin, we got a lot to talk about in this segment. WVU getting ready for its bowl game against North Carolina. I almost said Sam Howe. (laughs) Last North Carolina quarterback, but uh, Drake May. Will most likely, or I believe he's already announced. Yeah, he's, he's already announced that he will not be playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Garrett Green is on the Mountaineer side. I'm feeling a WV win. I could see it. I think I picked them in my bowl mania. Especially with May out, I, I don't know who their backup is that will be getting the start. I mean, North Carolina still had a good season, but when your best quarterback since Sam Howell, right? Got to say I mean, yeah, it's I mean, only been one be, year It's since, a joke because yes. I got to be a Sam Howell guy. I'm forced <laughs> to right now with him being in Washington. Oh, my gosh. USF destroyed Syracuse. Yes, that happened <laughs> last night. We're not talking about that game, though. We're talking about WVU. Yeah. That's the only one I've gotten wrong so far, though, Colin. Oh, whoa. That was your first loss. In yeah, your I, pick, I picked the pick orange. Em. Dang. I did so, not know that USF had that kind of game. Yeah, I was not familiar with their <laughs> game either. But. but I got UCF being Georgia Tech and Northern okay. Illinois being Arkansas State. I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> Jaheim White. He's been very impressive in the running back. It seems like he's going to have a big future, hopefully, with the Mountaineers since C.J. Donaldson, yes, who still had a pretty good year this year, too. But I don't know if he's lasting as a Mountaineer. I just don't have a good feeling with him and his future, even though there hasn't really been anything circling that. But I am kind of hopeful about Garrett Green because he's a good runner, has had limited the turnovers, I feel like. I want to see if Hudson gets any time. So, And most importantly, it being the Mayo Bowl, I want to see Neil Brown and Ren Baker get dumped with Mayo because apparently Ren Baker will also have the Mayo Bath too now because of the uh, amount of donations that have gone towards the Country Roads Trust for NIL. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, North Carolina is the, uh, the Vegas favorite, right? I mean, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites. I thought WVU was six-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I was like, that's news to me. Glasses, not contacts. Nick can't see as well. I'm kidding. Um well, maybe I'm not. 
WVU is the six and a half point favorite, which makes more sense to me since they have their quarterback. But everybody was uh, picking North Carolina on the pick 'em. It's like thirty six percent, I think, picked pick North or WVU. Okay. So people right. are on the Tar Heels, but they probably—they're not trusting the climb. It's time yeah, to trust and the they're climb probably again. not really thinking about it too much. They're just like, oh yeah, North Carolina. Don't they have that good quarterback? Yeah, that could be. <laughs> 68% to 32%. So, in the matchup predictor saying UNC, but I don't think that's taking into account the situation. So, I think WV is going to win. I think Garrett Green has shown enough. I think as long as they can run the ball, which I don't see any reason why they can't, um, they'll be in a good positioning. If they're forced to throw the ball you know, and, and try to win that way, it might be a closer game. Well, I think it's going to be close either way um, with a Mac Brown coach team. They'll be ready to go. So let's see. I like the Mountaineers. I think in a in a pretty fun game, even with the quarterback situation, maybe like twenty seven twenty. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm looking to see who North Carolina's backup is, and one that I guess has gotten some time <laughs> this year is Connor Harrell, a uh, six foot five, two hundred five pound freshman. So. He had four passes, um, one of them for a touchdown, so went four for four for 71 yards, or excuse me, four for six, 71 yards in the one touchdown this year. Can't see who that was against, though. For some reason, that's not showing up. But it was during a non-conference game. So. All right, anything else on uh, this one? No. Yeah, I didn't have anything else either. Um, let's quickly talk a little bit about the NFL. We might jump back toward this after we have coach rogers on or do you just want to take a break and then get coach rogers we can just take a break yeah i think that makes more sense that probably makes more sense since it's already getting close to time here so we'll talk nfl a little bit later but this segment brought to you by orsini's home store not just an appliance store anymore visit them at 360 hack wilson way or online at orsini's.com You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Working on getting Coach Rogers on the line. Nick Frizzley, Kyle McLaughlin here on the Sports Mix. As, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It seems like things are kind of going weird with his phone. Because I, I texted him yesterday to see if he wanted to come on the show and said that my message didn't go through, but then he replied to me. So I yeah, don't know if he got I a new phone or, or him, what the uh, case is. It didn't ring once I typed in his number, so I don't know what's going on. But hopefully we can get him on to talk some <laughs> Skip Fowler Memorial Classic. We'll have coverage 
of that, even though the office is closed next week, we will still be broadcasting on Thursday and Friday evening those games as Martinsburg hosting Washington will also be there as well. So we'll have both of their games both days. So looking forward to that, and hopefully we can get Coach Rogers on to talk about it. Yeah, uh, Washington has the earlier games next week, so they'll be at 6 p.m., and then at 7.30 will be Martinsburg. I believe it's Washington, North Hagerstown, night one, Martinsburg, Lindsley, night one, Washington, Lindsley, Martinsburg, North Hagerstown, night two. So, you know, it's a pretty exciting time. Usually Jefferson's been in that tournament, but they're not in it this year. Washington is... Jefferson is at the Hedgesville tournament. They're at the Habanero Classic um, at Hedgesville High School. So that will also be going on. Um, so we'll try to you know, get updates from that as much as we can, if, that, if that's a possibility. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, looking forward to these uh, next few weeks because we are very close to, I believe, our first boys EPAC versus EPAC game. Yeah, it's the day when uh, we come back, yep. Jefferson Martinsburg, I believe. Yes. So that yeah, that should be a good one, and and it's two teams we haven't seen yet. We will see Martinsburg at that point, but we uh, will not have seen Jefferson. But we know Jefferson's team pretty well, so it's kind of a team that we think is trending in the right direction. Martinsburg taking on a Cougar team that has been the best of the best in the EPAC. Um, yeah, I'm not. I haven't heard back from Coach Rogers. Neither so have I. I don't know if you want to try it one more time. Well. I can just, do so if you want to talk yeah, some Ravens can, football. Yeah, I'll talk about the Ravens um, this week. Of course, they'll be on Monday Night Football. They'll be playing on Christmas against the San Francisco 49ers. It's a big game for the Ravens. It's a big game for the Niners. Uh, you know, at this point in the season, the Ravens have looked like the the best team in the AFC, and the Niners have looked like the best team. In the NFC, and what's part of a very interesting weekend in the NFL, you got Saturday football tomorrow, Bengals, Steelers, Bills, Chargers. You have Sunday football, of course, like always, and then you'll have three games on Monday at 1 p.m., 4.30, and 8.15. I'm sure the NBA isn't too happy about that, having three NFL games to compete with, but... Um, 49ers, Ravens, Monday night. San Francisco's a five-point favorite. That's a big line, I feel like, for a Ravens team that's arguably been just as good as the Niners at times this season. So that's kind of interesting. But, I mean, San Francisco, I agree that they should be probably five-point favorites because they have blown out a lot of teams. But it does seem like Baltimore is closer to them. Um, I think this should be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it. And I think this will tell us a lot more about how – good this Ravens team can be and also how good the Niners can be if they win this game in dominating fashion they might be the best team by far in the NFL Colin so this one feels like also the battle for the MVP award um, it does so it should be a great game looking so, forward to it on Christmas that time around it did ring but just went to voicemail both times I tried to okay well maybe he'll call us back show must go on yeah we got, either way I think but. we're getting a call it does look like we might be getting a call, so let me just patch it straight through and hope that it's Coach. I think i got to answer it first. That'd probably be the smarter idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can just patch it straight so, through. I thought I could, but Coach, you there? I am here now. There we go. Just got Perfect. out of practice. How you been? Ah, that's why, yeah. Doing all right, Coach. How are you? Uh, great, thank you. 
Southeast Skip Fowler Memorial Classic will take place uh, next week, Thursday and Friday at the Martinsburg Fieldhouse. Just give us a uh, quick preview of the games and what you're excited for. Hey, that's always a great tournament. It honors a great man who uh, coached uh, at St. Joseph School for years. Um, always helped us out here. Of course, his son Bruce played for me and his grandson Luke. And when when Mr. Fowler and Coach Fowler passed away, we decided to honor him by doing a tournament every year, and it's been a great one. It was we always had the Martinsburg Invitational. We just named it, but um, always here to help, always doing what he can do, and and so we figured it's a good time to do it, and it is next Thursday and Friday, the 28th and 29th. We start out on Thursday with North Hagerstown, and they will be playing Lindsley out of Wheeling, West Virginia. That's at 6, and at 7.30, Martinsburg. I'm sorry. Let's back up. North Hagerstown, or Lindsley will be playing Washington, the first game, at 6. We will play um, North Hagerstown at 7.30. Then Friday night... We do have a JV game between Martinsburg and Washington at 4.30. And then North High will play Washington, and the nightcap will be Lindsley and Martinsburg. And what we try not to – Washington and Martinsburg are in the same league, of course, and we play each other, so we don't need to play in the tournament. But it's always a great tournament, and, again, it's um, – it's never easy, but the um, we always have some great sponsors that help us. Smallwood and Small Insurance, and I'm going to put these in here because without them, we don't have a tournament. Brown Funeral Homes, um, Pennington Auto Sales, United Bank, Palmer's Investment, um, the Holiday Inn, Chick-fil-A, Domino's, Orsini's. The new Auto Spa Express on Foxcroft Avenue and King's Pizza out of Falling Waters, West Virginia, and, and everybody has a part in this, and we make it fun for the the players. And uh, it's just we've always tried to bring some great competition in. Uh, we want those games to be close. We want them to be competitive. Uh, next year, we've already got Parkersburg South lined up to come back to the tournament. And we've had Willing Park. We've had Morgantowns. We've had Fairmonts. We've had a lot of great teams that have come through this tournament. Uh, and um, we just had some great players come through here. So we're really looking forward to it. I hope everybody comes out and enjoys it between Christmas and New Year's, and that gives you a break to come out and watch some good basketball. Coach, um, last few years, Jefferson's been a part of it. Uh, does it typically, do you guys typically rotate the other EPAC school or what I guess led to Washington? No, Jefferson, in? of course, was given a shot to come back again. They decided to do something else, and that's great. Uh, we've had Musselman in it. Uh, Hedgesville was in it one year. Uh, but, yeah, in, in Washington's in it now. If they want to come back next year, we'd love to have them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we just uh, try to get a couple locals uh, because, you know, when you're when you're paying bills and putting up teams and hotels and feeding players, it, it gets rather expensive. So we, um, we just like to have that uh, also the local people. Uh, it draws bigger crowds. So if you want to see good basketball, um, I mean, we've had the Matha in it. We've had some great teams uh, come through here and play, and we just we look for good teams every year that want to come play. 
Let's take a look at your team this year so far. How's the uh, early part of the season gone? Well, we're 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 two and zero. We beat a, a good Western Albemarle team out of Charlottesville, Virginia, in the Hanley Showcase, and I was really concerned because they were legitimately six ten, six eight, six seven couple of nice guards and yeah we were really concerned going into that game with that being their fifth game and us being our first um but i thought our our guys uh hustled i thought they performed well uh it was close there for a while and then and it really was close the whole game and then it ended up um it ended up a 12 point margin but uh but hold that team um the 37 points is a good job on defense and, and we've played over it at Broadfording Christian Academy the other night. Coach, um your team has a few, you know, newcomers, a lot though that comes back from last year's team, which was a young team. Where do you see the differences from last year to this year from those guys that return? Well, I see the difference in work ethics. I see the difference in attitude. Uh, it's just that uh, we have good chemistry. Uh, we've had some. We've had some kids that come in, or young men that come into our program and have done a great job. It's just a. It's just a whole different atmosphere, and uh, and and it had to be. There was no question about that. I uh, and I've been at Martinsburg since 1975, so this is my 46 years. So that there was a year, three years we were off and on. Um, but I tell you what, our, our this, the, the we're back to the good bulldog basketball. We're we're going to press ninety four feet. I think we've got about ten players that can get in there and give us some time and quickness, and and we we can do some good things. You just stated the fact that you feel like the bulldog basketball is finally back. The last time we talked to you, you mentioned the fact that last year was the first losing season for you guys in a very long time. For the players' aspects, how much does it show to you that they have that chip on their shoulder after the way last season went and going into this year? Well, you know, we've got a couple new ones, but they they also understand what Martinsburg basketball has been through the years. And, you know, let let me give credit to where credit's due. I've had great assistant coaches over the years. I mean, you've got to be smart enough to surround yourself with good people. And I don't care whether it's in business, schools, or whatever. And, you know, I've always been blessed with good assistants. And and this year is no different. You know, this is the second year uh, for Coach Marcellus Basie, who just does a wonderful job, has good rapport with the the uh, young man understands the game of basketball. It was funny the other day. I, somebody was doing something in practice, and I had to correct it. And I took one step, and 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 his voice was a little louder than mine at this time. And my guys, before I could take that second step, he had done corrected him and almost said it word for word how I would have corrected that situation. So it's funny, but you know he played. He played for me. Uh, then he went on to play at WVU, and now he's back. And you know, in his business, uh, his life business has been teaching skills basketball. So when you put that with uh, with coaching uh, and a good heart, he's just a hard worker. And then we've added uh, Kip Shallis, who also played for us, and he teaches there at the school, and uh, he. Um, 
He's been a head coach in Loudoun County for years, and now is back coaching basketball at Martinsburg High School. So we think that that's really important uh, to be able to use the, the same guys that went through your program because they know how you think and you know what you want. And, and we we're, we're very happy of where we are right now. Coach, in the early part of the season, um, you know all six teams in the EPAC have been very competitive. Um, what have you seen so far from the other teams, and what are you looking forward to about conference play as we get closer to that? Hey, folks, I don't think this is any question. This is going to be a very competitive league. This is probably the most even it has been since the inception of that league. And uh, I think that you're going to every night – um, you're going to have to get up and play. It kind of reminds me of the old Tri-State League. You know, when you when we played in the Tri-State League with uh, with North and South Hagerstown and Frederick and Thomas Johnson and Westminster and Waynesboro and South Carroll, if you weren't ready to play every night, you were going to get beat. You weren't going to win. So it's and 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 so that's the way it is this time. I mean, it's I think there's a there's talent everywhere in this division, and I think it's going to be a great year if people want to see good high school basketball. All right, Coach Rogers, before we let you go again one more time, just promote uh, the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic next week. Oh, it is. And, again, that's the 28th and 29th of December at Martinsburg High School. And uh, Thursday will start out at a 6 o'clock game with Washington and Lindsley. Lindsley, uh, everybody hopefully knows about Lindsley. It's a private school in Wheeling, and um, they've just got great players. Now They're coming from everywhere. So they're just – and Dave Wojcik is, a, is the coach, great guy, good coach, played at uh, Wheeling Central. Uh, and then um, the night cap at 7.30 will be Martinsburg and North High. And then on Friday night, we add the JV game, Martinsburg and Washington at 4.30. And then we to um, the 6 o'clock game will be North Hagerstown and Washington. And the 7.30 game will be Lindsley and Martinsburg. So please come out and thank you guys for promoting that. And um, we just were so much appreciative to be able to, to host something of this nature. And, and we have good teams. Coach, thank you for the time. And, of course, if you uh, can't make it out to the Skip Fowler, of course, we want you to go and and enjoy it. But uh, we'll have it for you on TV 10. So we're looking forward to being there as well, Coach. Um, uh, Merry Christmas to you and uh, happy holiday. Merry Christmas to you. And we've got the the, um, hospitality room ready, so don't you guys eat too much, but it's going to be right there for you. I always look forward to just being able to turn around and grab some Chick-fil-A or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Coach, for the time. Again, Coach Dave Rogers of the Martinsburg boys basketball team. Step aside, take another break here on the Sports Mix. This segment brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Visit their new website, fordofhagerstown.com. Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back here to the Sports Mix. 
we head into our final segment and look who decided to show up, Dylan Bishop. I'm here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I've been here the whole time. Yeah. He was just right in the fridge first. Yeah. That well, could have been what he was doing, yeah. But we're happy to have him. Yeah, three days some... until Christmas. I heard it was Fresh Take Friday. So, Fresh you know, Take Friday, yes. Had to get in Christmas hot takes. Right, I'm changing it instead of Fresh Take. Festive. Frosty. More festive. It's fr- I like festive. Frosty Friday. Frosty Festive Friday. That implies cold takes. Very, very yeah, that's true. Uh, benign, popular takes. But I think that's the opposite. Miser Friday. Colin, can you mm. mute that? No. Polar Express music, please. No, I can't. <laughs> the disrespect towards Polar Express. It ends here. It ends here. It ends Colin's here. Take. This is one of my takes. Oh boy, I've seen got way too much disrespect towards the Polar Express. Whether it's the animation being poor, who cares? It is a tremendous Christmas movie, a great story. That every year I will gladly sit down and watch with my family on Christmas Eve. Okay, I haven't seen the Polar Express in a very long time. Do I need to rewatch year. it. I do think the last watch time it I every saw... year we make hot chocolate. Wow! Hint at my next hot take. Okay, so. I I, th- I believe the last time I saw the Polar Express Express was uh, like elementary school, like yeah. in school they showed it on you know Whitmire Elementary. Gotta Colin. go back they and put watch it. On it. The, the big TVs on the on the cart that they mm-hmm. still had because from what I remember about it, it felt like it was very long. It has. I don't know if it is. It's gotten a lot of hate. It's become, it feels like a fever become, dream. It has become in vogue to hate on the Polar Express. And then I don't remember. I mean, I was a child, so who knows? But and it's creepy. It's creepy. No, it's not. Because I couldn't tell if it was live action or animated when I first saw it. And That's your that, fault. It's in that uncanny valley a little bit. That's those glasses again. <laughs> it's creepy. It's a creepy it's movie. Not. I want to hear what Nick's got in the And chamber. Tom Hanks has, you know... Tom he's, Hanks is fantastic. He's in Why so much of it. On Tom Hanks. No, he's in so much of it though. He's he's a good Santa, from what I remember. He's a good Santa. I don't hate the Polar Express, but I just don't really remember right, it. Well, hot take. Stop hating on the Polar Express. I don't understand all the hate. It's like I that and Nickelback. People just yeah. like to hate on random things. Exactly. Nickelback's fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. The Polar Express is fine. Sure. It's a movie. Seems like we all have movie takes from what we were yeah. saying as I came right. here. I want to see what Nick's got in right. the chamber. The movie that I think is overrated, and I don't get why everybody loves it so much, is The Grinch. Oh. <laughs> People are obsessed with The Grinch it's, around here. It's a weird obsession. All it's not just around here. It's just in general. People love The Grinch. And are I'm you like, talking about like the, the Jim anime, Carrey Grinch. The Jim Carrey. Okay, that's understandable. That is, it's, it's weird. It's a weird movie. I remember as a kid being very freaked out by the Grinch. I remember that my brother likes it. I think partially because of how weird it is. It's but it's weird. It's very strange. Jim Carrey just is kind of one of those guys where he's he's just real out there in his comedy movies that you're either really going to love it or you're going to hate it. Yeah. So it, it works in Ace Ventura for me, <laughs> and like you know, Big Fat Liar or you know, Liar Liar. That's that's the one. Big Fat Liar is a. I enjoy the movie, but I'm completely on the same page with you that it's weird how much people obsess over Jim Carrey Grinch. Yeah, it's too much. Like, why? Why the Grinch so much? Why do we? Why do we have eighteen Grinches at the Christmas parade every year? Why can't we? I feel like it's more than (laughs) eighteen. Well, somebody said it was twelve this year in our comments. I the Grink think they were way off. So. So and then it's just like I find his his uh, like I never understand what he's saying in that movie. 
It's because he's saying nonsense. <laughs> yeah. He's it's not weird. saying real words. And the who's, they look weird. Yeah. It's creepy. It's, uh, it's a creepy movie. So we don't, we were worried that I was, we were going to be hating on the same movie, but yeah. uh, we are not. Um, a Christmas Story with Ralphie. Okay. The Red Rider BB gun. That movie sucks. It's yes. boring. My sister loves that movie. It's boring. I'm not into that movie. It, it's like, I think everyone just like our parents' age, grandparents' age, is just kind of one of those things that it was always on. And like my it's, sister. It's been, <laughs> it's been the TBS tradition to show Christmas Story for 24 hours on Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. Yeah. I think from like, what, 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eve to, Eve to day, 24th, 25th. And just within the last year or two, it just I fell off of you know actually watching it for a few years, and then came back to it as an adult. I'm like, this is, I'm bored. There's nothing happening. <laughs> yes, it's a very boring like, movie. Yeah, he just like he goes to school, he goes to the mall. The whole time he won't shut up about the Red Rider BB gun, and all the kids, well, shoot and all, your eye out. All kid. the adults are telling him he's going to shoot his eye out, and then what's he do? He shoots his eye out. Dumb, dumb child, Ralphie. You're dumb. You, you. All the adults were right. There's the leg fan or leg uh, lamp. The fragile yep. joke yes. is yep. pretty good. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, I'll give them that. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, it's a Wonderful Life. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's such. A, it's so heart heartfelt, wholesome, great message of generosity, selflessness. I like uh, George Bailey gives up his entire life all of his hopes and dreams because he wants to be there for other people and he wants to make sure that the people aren't ripped off by the 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 greedy the greedy banker by it and it's uh it's just wonderful yeah good movie i like a christmas vacation that's always the one i like watching solid throw in white christmas as well white christmas yeah old one but very good one we watch that every Christmas as well because it's my dad's favorite. Yeah, Colin, you already said Polar Express is yours. Polar Express, grown up, definitely, but White Christmas also another good one. What was this hot chocolate take that you had? So it's not really a hot take. It's kind of a the everybody I feel like needs to do it. So a few years ago, I found a recipe, and I'm obsessed with Old Bay. I've learned that putting Old Bay in hot chocolate, fantastic. Probably mm. the best hot chocolate, in my opinion. So very for those Maryland tuning in that mm. likes Old Bay. Colin's which, got the the new pumpkin spice. <laughs> Only with I mean, hot chocolate. I just me being weird. Me, I have a full list of things that I've tried with Old Bay, and it's a lot more than people would probably think. <laughs> so, what's the, what's your Christmas dish of of choosing? Like, I think we all think of ham as like the Christmas thing because turkey at thanksgiving not big on ham it's not my, it's like way down the list on my favorite meats <laughs> i like ham but we don't have ham because my dad doesn't like ham so mm. i don't remember what we're having this year i think we're having steak like the roast beast shout out to the grinch then mm, my family always did um green eggs and ham on christmas uh, morning Okay. So okay. it's kind of like, I don't know if More it's Dr. like... Dr. Seuss, yeah. Right, yeah. It's kind of connecting the Grinch to the mm-hmm. cat in the hat to, you know... Sam I Am, yeah. The, yeah, the Sam I Am, and in that way. So it's almost like, why would you do that on Christmas? But if you got to be connected <laughs> like that, then it makes some sense. Yeah. I'm okay with ham in that context. It's just eggs with the food coloring, you know. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Eggs are good. Yeah, we'll have the, uh, you know, the Italian Christmas Eve spaghetti mm. dinner of the seven fishes 
We don't do all seven fishes <laughs> no, for we my don't do family that. anymore. We just do like spaghetti and like sausage. Okay. Yeah. Salad. So. And then uh, we'll have some sort of nice dinner on Christmas, but I don't know what it is this year. I think it's steak, though. Hmm. I'll have my family. Any Christmas other party. hot takes or just favorite present, maybe, growing up? Mm. Favorite Christmas memory growing up? I remember getting the PS2. That was okay. a big one. Yeah. That was, you know, that's one of the first things that came to my mind. The PSP, the, P- the PS3. I liked video games growing up. Yeah. And video games, good. <laughs> yeah. So. There was, one year for, there was one year for Christmas, my dad got me nothing but, like, retro NFL jerseys. So, like, Bo Jackson and okay. Earl Campbell and Joe Montana and stuff. That was fun. Favorite one uh, was growing up, definitely one of the first trips that my dad took me on as a Christmas gift, um, 2010. Had tickets to the Final Four because that's something that he always does, and then that was the year, magically, that uh, WVU made it as well. So first Final Four that I got to go see with my dad was the year that WVU made it too. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how they made the Final Four, but the game never happened, you know? Yes. The game didn't exist. I cried that game. We don't need to talk about it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you guys. Uh, Been a great year and looking forward to 2024. That wraps things up here on today's edition of the Sports Mix again. No show all of next week due to the holiday. We'll be back January 2nd for Coach Rogers as well as Nick Verzellini and Dylan Bishop. I'm Colin McLaughlin signing off here. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy holidays. Ravens plus five.